Hey everyone, welcome to Sir Inc.'s The Experience Podcast, where we talk about anything and everything kink. We only cater to adults 18 and above. So remember, this podcast is not safe for work, or as we like to say, NSF. You can always listen to us during your private time. Hello, kinky and kink curious folk out there. My name is Sir Inc. And today, I'm doing part two with Michelle on the effects of the COVID virus and being self-quarantined in the house and uh, what happens, what things go on, what things are exposed, and what things can you do to better yourself as a dominant or submissive while you're self-quarantined off. I'm like you. I have friends. Um, that I've met online that live in different countries. And I guess we're friends because one, we're into the same things lifestyle-wise. That's number one, that's how we met. And number two, they are who they are. And there's a couple of guys, there's more women, but uh, I'm just really friends with them. I have one that I met that we did a session. But other than that, I just really have good friends. And it's nothing like I'm trying to be their dime or they're trying to be my submissive. But we yeah. we learn from one another. And I think that people can take a little take a little note out of that too. Like, listen, um, it's okay to be friends with someone with without a without an extra angle to it. You can learn a lot. If, if first and foremost to me in this lifestyle you really should take your time to get to know somebody because what you're asking them to do with you is a little, a lot of trust has to be there. Trust has to be, you have a level of comfortability and trust has to be there uh, to do these things. And like you said, a lot of people just jump in and they want to post like they're this, they want to do like they that. And then if they actually do meet somebody and they find out their fate, their hearts is crushed, and they might have had a session with them and they might have been abused a little bit or something like that. And it's just like, look, mm-hmm. everybody just take your time and, and no, get to know what your submission is, what your domination is, be comfortable with that. Um, and, and the only way that you can really know if you're right or you're wrong is if you have somebody to bounce your ideas off of. And I have a friend... Her name is Pam, and she lives um, She lives on the West Coast. I've, I've only met her on Instagram. She's a real good friend. She's been married for over 20 years to her dominant, and they've been in a lifestyle since they've met. And there, well, are, there are ideas that I bounce off of her to see, to check myself. Like, am I tripping, or how do you think I should have, you know, I met this girl... She's a submissive. How do you think I should go about engaging her? Well, I'm going to, I'm going about it this way. What do you think? And you know, she gives me good insight. And if I'm on, and if I'm on some bullshit, she'll be like, "Yo, that's some bullshit." And if I'm, if I'm 100% in line, she'll be like, "Look, you're in line." And it's, and we, we need that. You know, we need that. And and guys, I say this all the time for dominance. Like, listen, you might need to have a submissive friend like my friend Pam, who has a master. Who's okay with her having just casual convers, you know, some conversation or a friendship with another guy that's not a threat. Like I'm not I respect their relationship. I wouldn't engage her if he didn't say it was okay. Now I actually I actually sent both of them uh some Sir Ink stuff. Actually, I sent him uh, I think a shirt 
and I sent her, um, I sent both of them a shirt, and I sent her some lipstick from Dirty Writing. At any rate, but this is a way of me saying just thank you, and I don't overdo it. I don't, we don't we don't ever call each other. We just only message each other through Instagram. I don't have her phone number. I try to you know keep myself in a nice contained friend zone box because I have you you gotta respect these relationships, even if the girls hell of attractive. You know, if, if if she's interested in you, then you go for it if she doesn't have somebody. But if she has somebody, she's attractive, just ride the wave, man. Just 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 appreciate learning from a woman, <laughs> right? Ride the wave. Just appre- appreciate learning from her what she's going through or her dominant because her, and matter of fact, another friend of mine who's in a relationship with a dime for the past three years, I've gotten some really good tips from them on how to do certain things, um, how to, you know, um, some rules that they actually go by, some uh, some activities that they actually do, maybe some sessions that they've actually done. But if I just look at every submissive I come across as, I want her, or I want her to, you know, blah, blah, you really miss a lot of good information, a lot of good things that you can add on to yourself. You know, and so like even some submissives that's come to me, I've learned yeah. over the years. Oh, I want to be. I want. I don't want. I'm looking for a dime. Okay, I know you're looking for a dime, but let's just talk about that process. So I, I start walking him through a process of how to engage a dime. Well, I want you to be my dime. Ah, I don't know about that. <laughs> I don't know about that. Let's be realistic. And you know, I don't know you that well to say I just want you to be my submissive. So. Let's see where you are. And a lot of times you end up with just someone that was just looking. and But you got to, you have to kind of steer them in the right direction because they're just newbies and they just think, I'm in here now. I'm looking for the experience, right? And it's like, slow yeah, down, right? Slow down. And that's the hard part for us nowadays because everything is such microwave, a microwave society. Pick it up, throw it away. So yep. when someone gets into something like oh, I'm here, I want all the fixings that come with it. It's like slow down, because over here, you can be abused if you don't have the right person that you're involved with. You know, it could be mental abuse and it could be physical abuse, and there's a lot of wolves in sheep's clothing. There's a lot of wolves in dominant but clothing. Fast in this world, if you do not, especially when the social media meeting turns into a real life meeting, you can get screwed real fast and not in a good way. Right, right, right. And so I always talk about protocols with um, with people like that. And like I said, I just think a lot of guys, a lot of dominants, need to take their time to know someone, a submissive that's in a relationship. And just respect the relationship, but try to get some information, you know, especially if you're looking to be in a relationship. Like, how do y'all, you know, like she's married, she's been married for 20 years. You, you know, I talked to you, you've been in the lifestyle for years and you write about it. So I don't necessarily have to always call you or talk to you all the time because you have so much out there. I'm reading your thoughts. And so, but I need, (laughs) I need, so I need to note, but there are certain things that I need to understand to make myself better. And I think people need to understand that a lot about this life is about self-improving yourself 
as oh, you yeah. as you mature into the lifestyle, you want to improve yourself. Where I started in 2009 to where I'm at right now is completely different. I, oh I, yeah. I did come in with an understanding of the lifestyle because the first my first submissive is the one who really brought me in. And she was, you know, I just thought it was kink, you know, leather ball, you know, ball gags and, and latex outfits and all this freaky whip stuff. And then she's like, no, look at this. This is the lifestyle and the roles. And the, so I then I understood it from a different vantage point. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, I, okay, great. That's what it's about. Okay. But then you get all this information and you had that kinky stuff. And now it's put it in practice. Then you put it in practice and then you... You learn, you grow from what you've learned, and you gotta have those situations that, you know, that went well, and then some situations that blow up in your face, and but all oh, those, yeah. you know, but all those things add up to, you know, you just being the best person, the best version of dominance or submission that you can be, and I don't think enough people uh, talk about that, and I actually did, uh, I actually did a podcast on Dom Drop. But I did dom, but I did dom drop from a different perspective, and I had to go back and do another one, an interview with a friend of mine named Layla about dom drop, a little bit deeper thoughts in a dom drop, what everybody knows drop to be. So anyway, mm-hmm. so my first one was about dom drop as a fail as an ending relationship, and what dominance go through, maybe how we process a failed relationship and then mm. and then you know she was like well i thought dom drop was like maybe after a session you might have felt a certain kind of way and so then i had to so then I, I did another one on that as well because my first submissive uh nikki she was very much into um consent non-consent play and so uh-huh. that, i've never thought about having sex with a woman would not would, that wasn't consensual I, I right. just never thought about that and so for her to ask me to do that yes that took me to a whole nother place and after the first session I did feel a certain kind of way so that was that was definitely dime drop so and she consoled me and she explained to me her past and why she likes it so much because it's her way of of actually gaining control and having peace with what happened to her and her past. So, uh-huh. so then I understood. So yes, I've experienced Don Drop in that way. So I did another part too that talked about that aspect of Drop. But I don't think, but to bring it all full circle is, I don't think enough dominants are talking about what we think and what we feel in adverse situations in a lifestyle. We all talk about, oh, you know, I got her submissive, I got her doing this, I have her doing that, you know, blah, blah, blah. But we never talk about those challenges that we deal with beyond, oh, well, she's a brat, so she has brat behavior and she does this, she acts out like that. But we don't really talk about conflict conflict resolution enough. And how do Dom's process, you know, failed relationships because there's a lot out there that subs or lose a dime and they'll be so broke and blah, blah, blah. But a lot of dimes don't talk. It just seems like the dime uh, gets rid of the sub and has another sub on hold waiting to be taken. It's not like that. It, it, it's not like that. And I think that more of that. 
a, a lot of the relationships online only are just like that. Right. You know, yeah, Dom A will have um, Frida over here as his sub, and then three weeks later, uh, she's out and um, Frankie will be the sub, you know, whatever. Right. Um, as far as it's, you were talking about, the what I think you're going at is dominance usually the talk more about the physical aspects versus the mental and emotional aspects, good and bad of mental and emotional aspects. Yes. See, this is where I kind of, I don't really talk about mostly the physical stuff because everybody talks about that. Nobody talks about a mental and emotional. So I concentrate on the mental and emotional side. Yes. Mostly for submissive because I am a submissive. I, you know, but I, what I'm writing, the book I'm writing now for dominance is there are a lot of aspects um, about the mental and emotional side for dominance as well. Because um, my padrone, he is an emotional person. He is not afraid to express his emotions, happiness, anger, sad, pissed off, disappointment, whatever. He mm-hmm. will tell you in a heartbeat because as a as a dominant, you already know this, hopefully, mm-hmm. but um, you, it's better to express yourself and your true emotions versus putting on the mask that society and maybe you were raised with, you're supposed to be a hard person with no, you never cry, you don't feel bad, you're always, you know, Neanderthal man. And if you want to be in a very deep type of lifestyle, especially if you want to live it in a TPE, um, total power exchange, 24 seven type environment, like I do, you have to put your emotions out there. You can't because I can tell you from experience, not only my own, but from so many people that I mentored in and, and advised over the decades, um, that if you don't have that emotional connection, if you don't show those emotions, that your late relationship won't last. Right. True. True. It's a very, you know, and I think there is a balance of being able to be measured and emotional. And oh yeah. There's a, there's a there's a way to walk both of those. Um, of course, I'm just on the side of I don't think it's good for a dominant to be over emotional um exactly. only I only say over emotional because when you're in play if you over emotional and you don't have a way of expressing that that can come out during the play you can get a little a little more aggressive now like you say like your padrone like he's he's an emotional person he owns that when you own it you understand it. You convey that to the other person. You talk about it. You express it. You know, but you have a lot of people who are overly emotional and they suppress it. And that suppression still comes out somewhere. 
And that's what people need to understand. So the measured man, like your padroni, like like myself, you can be emotional. You can discuss your emotions, which is very good, very therapeutic. Mm -hmm. And this is what men are supposed to be able to do is, like you said, a lot of men are taught, like, don't be emotional, don't cry, don't da-da-da. But you push all that down, it's like turning the heat up on a clothes, on a pot of boiling water. You know what I mean? It's 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 boiling, and it's gonna blow. Oh yeah. Where and how it how it blows. You know it hurts people, so it's okay to be emotional, guys. It's okay to be emotional, and it's also it's better to explain what you're feeling. And no matter if if it makes sense to you or not, you just have to get it out, so people can kind of understand where you're coming from, because being emotional. And putting a lid on it, your behavior still dictates what's going on inside you. Um, you know, but it's it's just a better situation if you can convey your convey your emotions to who you're dealing with. Exactly. And in any type of relationship, if you're just bedroom only, if you're scene only, if you're, you know, twenty four seven TPE you have to be able to communicate what you're feeling. Right. If you can't communicate what you're feeling, you're going to come across as an asshat or a brat, depending on what your role is. And you know, um, and you know, and you know what, to, and, and to, and to take this back to where we started when I was saying, you know, I have, I made that post about, Hey guys, y'all going to be in the house. You know, you're going to get, a, you know, no sports. You're going to get, you know, more we need to talk conversation is going to go up by 80%. Um, oh, yeah. I, I make that joke, but, here, you know, here's the thing. With this virus on the rise here in America, I, I jokingly say that, but, you know, for real, for real, guys, you shouldn't run from it. You're going to have a conversation. This, I, I feel more empowered and more empowered when I have a straight, honest conversation with anyone about who I am and what my actions and my intentions are because I, I'm, I'm comfortable with being myself. So there's not a conversation of woman. Uh, a lot of the women that I've dealt with have not come to me with things because they know I'm going to give them 100% myself. And maybe they don't want to deal with what the reality of what I'm going to say is going to be. But it's not for the fact that I'm not going to be myself. I can explain myself. I can explain or try to explain most of my actions. Because I don't really do random stuff. I don't, I have enough responsibility in my life that I, I can't really do anything randomly. Everything, yeah. most, most of the things I do are intentional. And with that intent, I know exactly why I did it. Whether it be for some... Uh, for something that's the good of all or some very selfish intent. And if it's selfish, I can own that too. But I just think it's it's very empowering. And I, I, I really don't understand why mature men run from being open and honest. And it's almost like we're scared of women. And I think that's very uh, discouraging. And uh, I was... I would say I wouldn't say scared. I say well, it depends on it depends a lot on the generation you're talking about too. Right. Um, I'm gonna say my our generation. Our generation, yeah, our generation. I think are a lot more stifled because 
our parents were the baby boomer babies. Right. So their parents were very, you know, survived the the war. They survived famine. They, mm -hmm. you know, went to work when they were four years old. Mm -hmm. You know, all kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, had very hard lives. So our parents tried to make it up, and a lot of us are were were left at home latchkey kids. Yes. Um. So it's a big difference between. And our generation did not do that. I think a lot of our generation made sure our kids had uh, always had somebody there, supervision, um, or put them in sports and after school programs. So the, the ones under us are a little bit more expressive. But I think a lot of our, our generation are not expressive as far men and women too. Mm -hmm. I don't oh, know yeah. if you Absolutely. know at one hundred percent with women. Yes, because a lot of women, uh, men and women in their forties right now, they don't feel like they can be themselves. They feel like they have to live up to society's what I call sheeple. Mm -hmm. Uh, mm -hmm. whatever. The society wants whatever the Joneses have. We have to keep up with the Joneses and act like the Joneses and fit in with the Joneses, whoever the Joneses are. All right, right. You know, um, we have to go to the country club and and we have to drive the big cars and we have to cut our hair a certain way and wear our clothes, even if they're butt ugly and they're uncomfortable. We have to wear these clothes because everybody else is doing it. And I don't think. I think that goes emotionally as well, uh, and it, it definitely shows up in the lifestyle, um, especially in munches, because a lot of people will come in, they won't know what's going on, they just kind of try to feel their way, and if you try to have an honest conversation with them, like, hey, did you like this? Yeah, sure. Right. And then they're like, oh my God, I can't believe they're actually into that. Right. I mean... But you just said five minutes ago to to, to so and so's face you liked it. Right. Why why don't you have an honest you don't like it? Say, hell no, that was the nastiest stuff I've ever seen, you know. <laughs> have be yourself. And that's the that's the thing is our generation never learned how to do was be yourself. Yeah, and you know what, you're right. And 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 if I look at my son's generation in the mid twenties those those they're more inclined to be themselves they're more this is me whatever you like it don't like it whatever i'm doing me i'm me i'm me um and you're right our generation does have a level of uh fakeness to it it is very as as i get as i mature into my later 40s i'm just a little discouraged because i would think by now that people would drop that and just try to live the last the last part of their life out, you know, this second half with being themselves, totally owning no, it, you know. Worse. You know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of the '80s when everybody had to have the biggest car, the biggest hair, the weirdest clothes, and everybody had the brightest colors, the the biggest boombox. You had to have, everybody had to have the same thing. Right. Like, if you didn't have this, you just, you didn't fit in. Nobody wanted to be around you. But you had, you had to do this and try to fit in and be a people pleaser, so to speak. Right. And I think 
we were that way when we were kids back in the 80s, but we were, were that way as grownups too. I right. mean, there's a lot, obviously there's a lot of individuals who are not like you or I don't really give a flying flip to put it nicely. Um, <laughs> what, <laughs> what people think, um, like I decided to cut all my hair off after the wedding. I wanted to look good for the wedding. So I left it a little bit. So I, yet the, like three days after the wedding, I cut all my hair off. Why? Right. Because I'm going to grow it back out naturally. Right. I'm, I'm tired of dyeing my hair. I got gray hair. I'm 46 right. years old. So mm -hmm. yeah, I got gray hair coming in. Um, and I've decided myself that you don't like me. You just don't like me. There are so many people in the lifestyle online that don't like what I teach because I teach more traditional old style type of roles. Um, like I'm not really into the, the, I'll use it as an example, the brat role right. to me, brat is role. Brat is a bad thing. Um, right. just the connotation brat has always been seen as a bad word or a bad submissive in the lifestyle. People are glorifying it and trying to change the meaning of brat. For right. me, it will never change. Now, in 20 years, 30 years, you know, it might be something totally different. But mm -hmm. right now, for me, no, it doesn't. If, if you say I am a tough submissive, I'm a strong submissive, I don't, I'm a submissive that doesn't um, submit very easily, that type of thing I don't see as bratty behavior. Right. I, I see that, you know, is different. But when you say a bratty behavior, I see somebody who's respectful, who is not a submissive, who's just plain. Right. And who's being ass hat. Right. That's my opinion. I think but, right. I think there's some to to add to your to add to your your point because uh, I know some some of my, a couple of followers took issue in you know with our other podcast about brats. And you saying you're depressed. <laughs> no, there's, there's, no, there's different degrees. I think some people will will put being spoiled under the banner of brat. And I don't necessarily think if you have some spoiled behavior that that makes you a full-out brat. You're just spoiled. You know, you've just been spoiled by your parents, by your dad, and you're used to getting certain things or having your way. But I don't think that necessarily makes you a brat. A, but no, being, I, being divisive I, seems to be the 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 moniker of brats. Like being divisive, just being difficult and and yeah, throwing for no throwing tam for no reason throwing tantrums. That is very. Um, I will agree that that's very unproductive. If we have an issue, let it be a real issue. Let's not make an issue out of nothing. But there's people out there that's all on all kind of different mental juice. And if that's your thing, that's fine. I just know I'm not the dime for you. Exactly. And I'm not the teacher for you because all everything I write about, I got so many haters because of that. Um, because of these, these new people coming in. See, I term it as the old guard and the new guard. Right. I term... The, the beliefs that, that I have and most of the stuff that you that you believe in, I think, also would be old guard. And right. then you got 
new people who, the new guard who, even people our age, but they haven't been around that long, um, they're switching up the roles. They're making up all these names. I mean, there you got somebody that says, I'm a submissive, but I tell my dom what to do. Right. Really? Mm. And uh, your dom is a dom? I mean, that, no, you're a switch. Yeah, you're a switch, and you and he's a switch. And yeah. You, and or you, a yeah, yeah, he's submissive, yeah. But you want him to, you just want him to be a dominant. Like, I've had so many followers have a regular boyfriend who they want him to be a dominant. And they and the guy struggle with that. I'm like, yo, that's just not his thing. It, it yeah. takes a lot of energy. And I ran across this, uh, I ran across this issue with a submissive that, I deal with and we went away one weekend and we went to a show I was like bring this bring that um, bring this max bring this kind of outfit bring these heels you know when we're there you're gonna be like this I'm going to boom boom so I had this whole thing laid out and the whole part about it is, you know, we went to the show, we we went to dinner, went to the show, da, 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 da. but by the time we got in, it was late. Then Sunday, we woke up late. Then, you know, it's a regular Sunday morning. We laying up, having sex, da, da. But anyway, the weekend goes by. We didn't really get a chance to get into our whole, the whole thing that I thought of. And she said, right. she said, yo, I was, I'm a little frustrated. And I said, by midweek, I said, well, why are you? frustrated what's up with you and she was like with us and i was like well why are you frustrated with us she's like well i was thinking that we was going to get into something deeper over the weekend and we didn't so i'm a little you know frustrated with that uh and she was like you know because how i met you she was like you know we've had great times like well you know, every time we get together it's not always strict dns we can get together go out to dinner do certain things and then we go and then we still do DNS far as deeper DNS right. but, but I mean deep we're always DNS but we go deeper DNS when we do sessions and things like that and so she was like I thought we right. were going to do that we didn't and I was just I was frustrated because I actually need that and she's one of those alpha females at work a boss of all the bosses blah 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 and I was like you know what you're right and because um, when we get into this side of the year, I'm doing more traveling for work. I'm having work done on my building. So I got a lot of other stuff going on. So I have not had the the real mental juice to constantly right. stay on that. So that's another thing that I learned. I was like, you know what? And she was like, the way we met, you know, this is how I met you through that. And so that's more what I expect from our our connection. And I was like, you're, you're absolutely right. I said, I apologize for that. And I explained to her, look, you know, I just been going, been doing a lot and she knows my life. I like, I've been doing a lot. This side of the year becomes more demanding due to my travel schedule, dealing with my kid, you know, babysit, you know, having somewhere for her to be and who's going to pick her up. There's a lot of things, a lot of moving parts. So I'm like, mentally, I'm a little, you know, I'm a little drained. So that's my yeah, fault. Yeah. But I was like, okay, so the next time we got together, I had a whole thing set up for it. We got into a nice session. But I said to myself, listen, you know, I know now 
that when we get together, there's always has to, that component has to be there because she said she needs that. And so I had to hear that because I just got into a mode of, I, I done took a more relaxed mode for a minute because mm-hmm. I'm dealing with so much other stuff. But I right. need to, but I need to actually, I didn't realize that she was frustrated, but her saying that, and she wasn't upset. She didn't say that in a, in a like, she was very disappointed, you know, because she definitely says she enjoys everything that we've been doing since we've met. You know, it's been a real good connection. We have not had any arguments, no disagreements. We've been just enjoying each other's company. But she expressed that she needs that. So I was like, okay. So at least every other time we get together, it has to, I have to have a session. If not, then there every time. And it's not that big of a deal. We see each other like every other week. So it's not that it's not that big of a deal to do it, but I just have to make sure that I'm focused on that. I can't lose I can't get off of work on a Saturday and be too tired to engage her in a way that she comes here for. Exactly. If you already I was gonna suggest you have to be what's called we call it getting into a submissive mode. You have to be getting into your dom Dom mindset. Yep. Yes. Because if you are and and if you're planning a scene, um, don't make the scene too elaborate. Don't try to do if you know you only have a certain amount of time. You've both been working. You've both got a lot of crap going on. Make it a smaller scene, less complex with all the 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 gear. Unless she needs all the gear, right. um, you know. Just have her wear heels and a blindfold, and that's it. She doesn't need right. anything else. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, uh-huh. But yep. you you plan it out, and and but keep it. If you meet every other week, I would say take the day before to get in that dom mode, dom mindset. Uh, because it depends on how long it takes you to get in there, and then once you you have to train yourself because literally you cannot. Most people cannot do this, just switch. You right. have to train your switch. When I'm with this person, I'm switching this way. Everything else is off. Mm-hmm. Everything else is out of my head. Um, it is, it's hard to compartmentalize different things. But you know what it is? It's, and, and I'm sure that other dominants um, can understand this. And I'm sure there's some submissives out there that are like, oh, okay. I think it's just what you said. Keep it simple. And I think it's, we started out simple and then we escalated to, you know, we started out simple, a little, little uh, sensory play, a little blindfold. And then we worked our way into a little play collar, you know, you know, crawl to me and some other things. And then we got all the way up to the cross. So I put my right. cross out and I put on a cross one time. And, and so as a dominant, you know, I'm thinking, what's the next thing that I can do? And those ideas sometimes become more grandiose, right? And what, yeah. get, and what gets lost in all that while you're working and all that, you try to set the grandiose up, but you don't really have the energy for it due to life, right? And so, and so, and so, like you said, the simple thing is, it's not hard to get in dom mood. It's the it's the elaborate setup that I'm going for that takes the energy. You know, to get the cross out, to actually bring it up three flights of steps, you know, to set it up, to have the room set up in a certain kind of way and how I want things to go. When, like you said, and it's so funny you said 
keep it simple because the last time we were together and we had a little session, it was very simple. It was, yep. I brought out my pinwheels, the, the, the single one and the seven headed one. I brought out my, uh, my paddles. I brought out a little plate collar and a blindfold and she, yep. and, and she just, and she just had on heels and, 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 and that is it guys. Like we don't really have to always have a grandiose setup and we don't always have to escalate our setups. You have to keep it simple. If you want to keep it, get with the grandiose stuff and do with the big plan, then you need to plan it ahead. Make it like a monthly thing, not a biweekly thing or right. once every right. once every few, you know, few weeks or a few months if you you come in a big session because when you when you you always want to push limits but you don't have to push limits by you know bringing bringing in all the furniture bringing in the pommel horse bringing in all the padded chairs and you know you can push limits by how far she'll go right you can push simple limits you don't right. have to always make it bigger and better with with actual physical items Right, and that's a that's that's a thing that a lot a lot of doms and submissives don't understand. True, and that's part of the and and as for me, it's part of the mature the maturity uh part is part of maturing into your life and your domination. And now I've learned, yes, I can do grandiose. Yeah, I can do grandiose setups. Right. And I can, yeah. and, and I can, you know, have these, I have all these things to do grandiose setups and all that, but there's a certain part of the year that I really can't, I really can't do them as frequent. As, like you said, maybe once a month, I do a grandiose setup, but on a regular, on a weekly basis, that would be hard with my work and travel schedule. Because when I travel, I'm literally working almost two weeks straight. So, and that takes a lot of juice out of you because you're traveling. My actual work is easy, but it's the traveling and working on my days off for those, for those five, six hours in that day that you still need mental energy to do what I do on, in, for a profession as well. Cause I'm engaging people talking, teaching. So it takes a lot. And so now I've understood this within myself that, okay, come to turn it, come to new year. I'm going to have to scale back how elaborate I do these setups around my my travel schedule because I know that I'm going to be lacking in in juice. And so I need to, you know, and I can now convey that information to who I'm to who I'm dealing with. Like, listen, I know I want to do some. I know we want to do some stuff, but I'm not going to be able to do a, a, a grandiose thing because of my work schedule. My physical, my my physical being and my my mental side all being oh, yeah. engaged, you know. Yeah. So you you learn as you go, because in the summertime, and in the fall, I'm good. I could do a grandiose setup every other every every damn week, not a not a problem. But when we get to the holidays, Thanksgiving and and, and Thanksgiving to about Thanksgiving to about Memorial Day, I'm burned. With with, uh, with 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 work and travel, so it becomes more challenging 
on those six months. So, you know, you're right. You learn you don't have to do everything big. Some things can be small because it's at the actual, what they want is not necessarily the grandiose setup. It's the feeling. It's the ride. Exactly. And you can push the person's limits with a paddle in your hands just as much on a tied to a bed or a you know a chair or dining room mm-hmm. table just as much as you can to an X cross. Yes. Yes. It, it just it it's all about mindset and setting the person in that right. mindset. Right. Right. Yes. Yes. It's all about but, setting the I mean, mood. You learn as you go. It's not. You're talking about maturity level. I don't think it's maturity level age-wise. It's maturity level in how far and how much you learn and grow in the lifestyle is what you meant. Right, right. We we talked about that earlier. Is understanding your own domination and your own submission. And just as well as a submissive who's uh, an alpha female, for example, who's a boss... Like this young lady that I do, she's a boss. So when she gets off of work and she's engaging me, she doesn't want to be in charge. She doesn't want to have to think about small stuff. She just wants to relax and enjoy her time. And so everybody has to understand who they are far as just who you are and who you are professionally and how that all plays into you being a submissive. Like, you know, if you work all day and come home, you may not have the energy to get in to get in the mood to be, you know, uh, you know, tied up and flogged and you know, you're like, yo, I gotta go to work the next day. You know, so exactly. that that might not work for you. And so <laughs> like like I'm on this like I'm understanding more of my dominance, right? The things that I like to do, my ideas, but when you know now I understand that there's a time of the year that I need to really kind of keep things simple instead of trying to escalate them because I'm just not going to have the juice. I'm not going to have I'm not going to have the juice mentally. Physically I can do it, but mentally I have to mentally be there all the way. Or you know, or I, I lend to not being a fake, but like then he's he's not delivering. He's not delivering what I need. You're not reading your, you won't be able to read your submissive as well. Right. Especially if your capacity, if you're just not there, if your mental capacity is, you're thinking about, oh, tomorrow I got to be in Cleveland. And you sit here trying to beat somebody's ass with a flogger. It ain't going to work. It's not going to work. You can't be thinking about. Cleveland, unless that's unless you're, that's your safe word, but you can't be thinking about that when you're trying to get into stuff. <laughs> true, true, <laughs> true, true, true. And so these are the things that, but these are the things that we're we're saying, even with this, you know, this uh, pandemic going on. These are the things that you can get more into. It's a time that people are going to be in the house more. You're going to be confined to more of the people you're closest to. And so you get to explore more of yourself, more of your ideas when you don't, if you don't have kids around or when you don't have the kids around, but you can always, you can always read something 
even when kids are around to help you grow. Shit. That's exactly. There's they, all kind of things you can they, do. They can do what I do. If I can't call Michelle, I I know Michelle spending time with her padroni. I just pick up her book, go to her website, and I can find out exactly what Michelle's thinking. <laughs> I can. <laughs> <laughs> right i mean you know but that's that's what it's about um a friend of mine told me about this a site on twitter uh but they have a website that was really elaborate they have all these articles on bdsm i think you know all that stuff is great um and it's just a chance for you know us to learn but as you said oh, yeah. you're, you're doing a book for dominance and i really want to start writing a book myself about um just being a man and being um, and, and being an alpha male and and all that that entails and I think that it's just not a book of you know you, you tell her to do this you tell her to do that but it's just a book of um, just how a man just being connected and just being authentic and how that is strong strong points for domination because I don't know any really good dominant men that are not being themselves on a regular basis. Really you can't not. be a real dominant and not be yourself. Right. It's possible. If you are one of these guys that are keeping up with the Joneses guys mm-hmm. that are, you know, well, Joe over here got a new Escalade. Let me go get one. Bob over here got new golf clubs. Let me go get those that are better. Right. You can't. You're you're a follower. You are not a dominant. Right. And that's another thing. A lot of a lot of fake people online who get caught up in the 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 whole fantasy world of BDSM. They don't understand that. Yes, I'm a power broker on Wall Street during the day, but I also like to keep up with the Joneses, so even though I'm a, I have an asshole personality, which I think I'm a, a dominant male, I'm not really... You see what I mean? Yes. There's, there's a big difference. There's a big difference. There's a big difference. And, you know, I would just encourage people to just find a way to be yourself. If you're with a spouse and you feel as though you are hiding yourself, I just feel for you because it's, it's, it has to be torturous. I think you just have to sit down and just be honest with people with who you are. And maybe you got with them under another guise. But I don't know how your soul sleeps well at night knowing that you're lying, knowing that you're living a lie, and that you're fooling people. And then you have this whole other life that's contradicting who you are. Now I get it for mm-hmm. for business purposes. I do not really reveal what I do on my regular profile or my business pages. I I don't you know I keep those things separate. But, but how hard find out about you, you? What'd you say? How hard would it be to find out your Sir Ink stuff? It wouldn't be it wouldn't it, it wouldn't be too hard. I mean if people put their mind to it and just searched it, I'm sure some way if you Google it you know, if you Google my name, I'm attached to all that. But yeah. I would say that I can understand doing it for business purposes. But 
to fool someone that you're sleeping with, to fool someone that you live with, uh, I just think that's a little ridiculous because the, that's the person, the person's closest to you should know you the best. And yep. how can someone know? Like, I, I know this one couple, a girl was in a submission, a dude wasn't, and then she, he found out she was talking to me, only just talking to her about the lifestyle. And he's like, I don't understand. Da, da. And then she wanted him to learn from me about being a dominant. But I was like, yo, you really not a dominant and it's okay. I had to make him understand, like, you don't have to be a dominant if it's not your thing. Um, but if she's a submissive, just understand that that's something that she needs and learn how y'all can make that work. I can't say because you're not a dominant and she's a submissive, that it can't work. Y'all y'all have a life together now. Y'all live together, you got kids, but you have to find some kind of middle ground. And then you might just have to get in character one day, you know, and just do some things just to, uh, you know, to make her happy. Uh, meet, mm-hmm. her, meet her in middle ground. So, you know, but I think that a lot of people would be surprised the results they would get if they were honest with really what they, really with who they are. I think that their spouse sometimes would be a little bit more negotiable. I know women are. I know women are more prone to be negotiable or do some things uncharacteristic to appease their to appease their spouse. Yeah. You know. I I I yeah I think it is too. Um, I think in uh, in a few months though, there's going to be a lot of people having their eyes opened in a good way or in a bad way, mm-hmm. especially if they get locked down with this coronavirus. <sighs> yeah. 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 So, well, I want to thank you so much. I don't want to take too much of your time. I love that you, sh- I love, I love, t- hello. Yeah, I'm here. Oh, okay, cool. I love having these conversations with you all the time. We have to do another one. Uh, oh I, yeah. We have to. I'm gonna just. I'm gonna just go through your page and steal one of your topics. How about that? I'm gonna steal. <laughs> I'm gonna steal one of your topics. So tell. Can you just tell everybody how they can find you and all the ways they can find you? You are ma- first of all. You are a master of social media. I have to say that. <laughs> talking to you of how much stuff you have and how much all that stuff is connected is just mind blowing but uh, one thing that I want people to understand before you go tell them your information is that so many of us put in a lot of work and have been putting in work for years to try to bring you guys a healthy perspective on the lifestyle and not only on the lifestyle but life in general as as you guys may know or may not know that Michelle talks about, you know, her health challenges and, and, and losing weight and being healthy. And I also discuss things on an energy level as well, as well as I work out and do some things. Cause it's really about having number one, being as healthy as you can be. And that in turn helps you to have a healthier lifestyle with someone else or any, yes. or in and always parental, spousal, boyfriend, girlfriend, like we discount so much how health plays a part into all the other things we do. 
And it's, and it's so simple as telling people to wash their hands. It is the one thing that <laughs> I just don't, it's the one thing that I just, it, I am blown away that people have to be told to wash their hands. But I definitely know that we've all walked into a bathroom, used the bathroom, gone to the sink, seen somebody go in a stall, come out of a stall, and walk straight out the door. And it's, I, it's, it's crazy. And it's like, yo, you don't wash your hands? Like, without a pandemic going on, people just don't wash their hands. And it's a shame that they have to have videos teaching people how to wash their hands. And we're in 2020, y'all. Come on. <laughs> y'all buying toilet paper and hand sanitizer? You know, and it's like, listen, um, you know, Lysol and bleach, I get it. But you can just go buy... 70 to 100% alcohol put in a spray bottle, it, it, it works as a disinfectant too. Like, come yep. on, y'all. I mean, we, we have to do better hygiene-wise, health-wise, all across the board. There's too much information out there about, you know, how different foods affect our bodies and da 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 da, da. And you just have no idea how an improper diet and lack of exercise affects your your mindset and your health. So with all that being said, I want to say thank you, Michelle, for all that you do, all the information that you put out there, the many ways, the suspensions on Facebook, getting deleted, getting pains, uh, pages deleted. I've been through it too. And I just want people to understand that it takes a lot for us to try to every day create content and a way for people to engage and to just think about, you know, how they're going about living their lives and living the lifestyle. It's, Definitely, it's, mm -hmm. it, it's a constant process. Plus, you don't want to, you know, use the same five topics every single day or every mm -hmm. other day. I right. post every other day now. I found it's better for me. Mm -hmm. Um. So. But as far as where you can find me at, I'm on, uh, I'm pretty much everywhere. I'm on Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, um, uh, where, Twitter, Tumblr. Um, I also have my own website, michellefagatofi.org. Um, so any of these sites, just put in Michelle Fagatofi, you'll find me. Yay. And you guys know where you can find me. I'm Sir Inc. I N Q on Sir Inc. The Experience on Facebook, Sir Inc. on Twitter, Sir Inc. on Instagram and on Tumblr, N S I N Q, not I N C. I want to thank you guys for listening. Thank you, Michelle, for being on this podcast with me is awesome and we'll see you guys next time thanks for the opportunity and definitely we'll do it next time absolutely that was quite an experience wasn't it tune in again for a fresh release of sir inks the experience podcast i hope y'all enjoyed today's chat we'd love to hear your experiences and your feedback Follow us on Sir INQ on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Kingspace.